You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. We are doing something very different this week. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, but in order for me to explain it, let me give you a little bit of a um, rundown on how things basically work on the show. Uh, you see, we have a Google Doc where we write down all the ideas we have for potential episodes. And then, you know, when it comes to a time where we just sort of like need to come up with an idea, we choose from that list. Now, I um, I did let the others know, uh, by the others, I mean Anna and Paul, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic, but with the window closed so the traffic doesn't bother Rick. It's like a thousand degrees in here, so I hope you all appreciate that. And I'm doing super well, second in order. Well, I am <laughs> glad that you guys are doing well, because as I explained to you earlier today, I'm coming off of a really bad headache, and I'm very lightheaded, and I'm not feeling very well. And I told you guys that, uh, hey, just so you know, you guys might want to... Um, pick a topic that doesn't include me so I can sit this one out. And you chose the one topic on the list that absolutely requires a third person to moderate. <laughs> You're welcome. So now here we are with an idea for an episode, which is number one, completely new to the show. And I have to run it off of a headache and lightheadedness and dizziness. So I hope everyone enjoys this on my behalf. <laughs> I know I will. All right. So today's idea is create a sequel on the spot. So the way this game is played is that I have a list of games. We're obviously not going to get through them all. But basically what you got to do is uh, I will assign each of you a game. We'll do it in turns. And when I give you the name of the game or the series, you get to choose which sequel to make. So you can either tack it onto the end of the series or you can choose to replace one of the games within the series. The only real rule is that if you choose, let's say, uh, King's Quest 3, then King's Quest 1 and 2 cannot be changed. You can only affect the game that you are making and anything that comes after, anything that comes before is, um, is set in stone. We are clear on the rules. I'm so sorry. I wasn't listening, mate. Could you could you go over that we are again? are moving along. <laughs> because I've already done 500% more talking than I was supposed to ever do for this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I am going whether you are ready or not, since you guys decided to go whether I was ready or not. <laughs> again, you're welcome. So, the way this works is... Um, Anna, choose odds or evens? Evens. All right. Love that spin. You are even, so you get to get to be assigned first. Cool. All right. Randomizer, randomizer. You get to make a sequel to Laura Bow. Oh, by the way, I should also throw in, you are not allowed to change the first game. First games are in the series are always set in stone. You can only choose from two on. Hmm. So you get to make a sequel to Laura Bow. I think I'm going to make a sequel to the first one because that's the one I'm most familiar with. And I won't change it up, but I'm going to say that at the end of the game, when she solved everything correctly, we're going to go after that (laughs) storyline. And, course, and not the yes. storyline where she confronts the wrong not, not person the and goes ending. home feeling a bit confused. And, <laughs> and then you look at the meter and it's just not rising up very far. And you're wondering where you didn't pay attention. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that the good ending tends to be canonical. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so uh, after that, I'd love to see her go on another similar adventure. I mean... Is it silly to think that it could be in the style that that's just the sort of thing she does and she doesn't think it's very weird? I don't think like, anyone thinks that's weird because that's literally what Diagra Vaman Ra was. Well, yeah, I guess so, in more of a city <laughs> setting. Uh, but I, I kind of meant like old school, go into the mansion, kind of clue style. Oh, like she, she ends up going to like seven different mansions in her career and it's always a mansion. <laughs> and it's always a weird. weirder. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I'm going to have to reposition this as a third. Just another random adventure with Laura Bow. We could have seen more of them. Exactly yes, as they were. The I see how well this is going to go. That's, that's going to be the most answers for the show. Oh, my idea is it's going to be like the others, but a little different. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to design, come up with the story, come up with some ideas. It's not just like, yes, I'll make a third. Moving on. <laughs> remember remember Colonel's Bequest? Well, this time it's in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> She's moved out onto a farm and she has a husband and, and his family has passed on and uh, left them a... Uh, was it by murder? Uh, well, the, mm, no, <laughs> it, was, it was it was actually entirely old age. But when I, she got I decided to do away with the mystery part of it, <laughs> it was quite boring. <laughs> but it's it's uh, this one is uh, is out on oh, the first one. Was it in the bayou? Because I want this yes, one to be in the bayou. I thought so. Yeah. So the, this one's kind of in a bayou as well. <laughs> It focuses heavy on the attorney side of things, you know, a lot of will reading and paperwork. Laura Bothry, full circle. <laughs> but when she gets out there, it turns out that the place that, you know, only he'd been living in is actually haunted, and it delves more into the supernatural side of things. Oh, so it's going to be so, Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it actually turns out that it's the gardener. Yeah. It was yeah. Nancy Maple the whole time. <laughs> there's there, there's no um there's no inquisition at the end where you have to like pick the answers. It's you literally just pull the mask off the culprit and find out who it was <laughs> the entire time. Well, it, it turns out that going back in his family, there was a lot of murder and there was treasures hidden and things that happened and and each room of the mansion, wherever it is, I haven't fully decided it's also going to be on a bayou, but for now, that works for me. <laughs> each room has a ghost, and each ghost is playable, but only when you're in that room. And you and the ghost kind of have to work together through looking at uh, documents. Because, like, okay, this is the next logical step, and it's more like FMV style. And you, they have to look through the documents and figure out what had happened and who had been murdered, but none of it is in real time. So you'll get little vignettes where you go back in time and you see relatives. You know, the more I talk, the more this has to be her family because we don't give a shit about his, her husband's history. So let's <laughs> nope. go back to her. Can we no, not? No. Just, no, I don't. <laughs> so, so she talks to these ghosts and they get these little vignettes of things that happened in the past. And, and you know, I, I'm actually thinking the vignette should be playable. We're going to leave the ghost out of it other than clicking and getting things going. So you go back in time, you watch the little vignette, and Laura has to solve the mystery using clues that are left in the mansion real time or around the grounds or by talking to other ghosts that know parts of the story that you're not getting there. You can okay. probably cut out the first 40% of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So w would the bad ending be like when you go to remove the person's mask at the end, you just yank on their face and it wasn't actually a mask they were wearing? <laughs> it's just their face and you're humiliated. You didn't solve all of the crimes. I think that the rating depends on how many of the crimes you've solved from back in the past because you, you don't necessarily have to solve all of them to find all the connecting chains. You can maybe solve only seven out of ten and still pass the game. Otherwise, you know, you're trying to get things to interconnect and, and things will so, get you extra points. So 70% to pass. So basically my entire university career. Basically my <laughs> entire life. Yeah. 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 But 70% is still reasonable. I mean, it's not 50% and that's what counts. Yes. So yeah, FMV style, you know, ghosts, vignettes, back in time, and solving mysteries from a long time ago. And of course, the whole purpose of all of it is to put the house at ease. And okay, there we go. I think we got somewhere yeah. now. Perfect. Where I think we're good with that. I think we're good with that. That that sounds reasonable. That sounds like we're something that we were kind of aiming to do with this show. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> I think I'd play that game. 
Yeah, no, no, it sounds actually pretty good. I actually kind of like yeah, that. Because they're always upgrading and moving forward. And I imagine if we're doing a sequel, it would have been in the time. And after the second one, that was kind of the direction that they were leading into from the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the well, I just think colors? it's already like so improbable that you end up in a murder mystery once. And then like mm-hmm. when Dagger of Almond Ra happens, it's kind of like that's really kind of traumatizing for somebody to be stuck in that situation twice in their entire mm-hmm. life. And if they'd continue the series with a third one where it's like Laura Bow goes, goes somewhere, gets stuck, and then everyone dies, it's like, wow, <laughs> maybe it's her. Like maybe something <laughs> she seems to be inviting this somehow. I was kind of thinking that way about Nev Campbell in Scream after watching the second one. I'm like, if she is not in an institution, there's something wrong with her at this point to be okay with everything that has happened. Yeah. Could just be like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where she's actually like a serial killer and that's how she's coped with things in her cell is imagining <laughs> these, these complex murder mysteries. All right. Are we ready, Paul? Yes. All right. Well, looks like your choice. You, Paul, must sequelize Blue Force. Oof. Oh. All right. It's, gonna be, it's a really tough act to follow, too. Jeez. Blue Force. Okay. <laughs> well, first Bloody... of all, Blue Force is one of those games that I'm sure a lot of people are aware of, but I'm a little bit skeptical on how many of us actually played it, especially me. I don't know anything about it, so why don't you explain it to me? Uh, so you play a policeman who isn't a policeman throughout most of the game for some reason. Um, you're, you're a cop, you get injured, so but you still pursue a murder or, or some, yeah, I think a murder, some sort of crime that bloody happened. You still pursue that while you're, you're off the clock. So it's like being a cop, but without any of the cop privileges, because you still have to kind of like sneak around and, and go, you know, go against, you don't get to use your badge to get into places. Um, yeah, it's 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 not real complex. Something bad happened, and you're like, "Why did that happen? And who done it?" And then mm, you figure really it out. Really reminiscent of uh, Police Quest Three in in sort of its stylization. I see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 fine. I, I had a good enough time <laughs> with it. So for the second one, God, this this is wide open because the the game did, it, it lacked a bit of personality, so I, you could pretty much just go anywhere with it. Um, all right, well for starters, this time you get to be a policeman while you play a game in which you're a policeman. <laughs> wow! <laughs> right? All right, we're off to a good start. Immediately That's more fun. <laughs> to see inside the brain of Jim Walls, that'd be something else. <laughs> And you've got, so what happened was somebody done a murder and you know how I feel about that. Completely <laughs> unacceptable. Not just, nearly just, enough people listen to you, Paul. <laughs> or make it to the end of an episode. To hear that bit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so somebody done a murder and you're like, that's, you know, that's bloody inappropriate right there. You can't, you can't, you can't bloody do that. But the the tw- okay okay but the twist is the murder that was done was some somebody's out there like like he's like a pedophile avenger where where he he's kind of like Dexter like you kind of root for him because all he does is kill <laughs> pedophiles so now you're a cop and this guy's doing a murder but you really you really kind of get behind him you know you support you support his cause but also <laughs> you're a cop and you're supposed to stop that sort of thing so you got to decide. You know, do, do I help him keep doing these murders because, you know, he's murdering the people you probably should murder? And do you or, get to or, choose? Like, at the end, do you get to choose if you're going to let him go versus bring him to justice? Or, quote-unquote, yeah. justice? Because I know, you know, justice is probably letting him kill pedophiles, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, the, the, on, on paper justice. Yeah, you, you, you choose at the end, and I think maybe the whole, the whole way through... You, you get choices whether or not you're going to help him get away with it, you know, lie about okay. finding evidence, things like that. Is there like a, cool. yeah, like a scale as to in which direction you're going? Like, is yeah. there a way that you slide maybe too far in one direction or there's a point system that tracks it? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so like if you stay by the book, like like justice on paper, then 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 you're, I don't know, I guess... Maybe you get you don't get a bad ending, but you get like a you're kind of a dick ending, where it's like, <laughs> uh, 
really like you know you really you really put him behind bars he was doing he was doing bloody god's work out there um (laughs) (laughs) where and and yeah yeah so i i think there should be there should be a sliding scale i don't know how that would affect like like gameplay because you'd have to make you'd have to choose a side as the developer right off the bat like do, do, are, are we rooting for for supporting the guy who's doing the murders or not because if, if you support the guy which let's, i guess let's say you are um then then that's that's the nudge you should be going into and, and if you're like by the book trying to get this guy locked up then then the game should slide more in a i don't know a, a darker direction so are you playing it from the point of view of both the officers and the person doing the killing, or are you kind of an overview and you handle each situation? Like, who are you in this game? God, who am I? That's really deep. Um... Can, can we instead play as his partner who just sort of like goes off and smokes cigarettes all the time? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound like anything else that's been done before. What a great idea, Rick. <laughs> that, that would be an awesome They'll be the playable DLC. character, though. We'll just, like, do that and just, like, see what the other, what the actual hero does and then just, like, <laughs> criticize him. It'd be fun to play that character instead. It'd be easier. You get points the longer you have the patience to sit and smoke. <laughs> it's like, damn, I can play this game all day. Yeah. Look at my score. How long before you have to do something? <laughs> How long before you feel like some sense of duty? <laughs> Spoiler, it's happen. it's never. Yeah, it never happens. You're like, I thought this was a screensaver. I don't know. <laughs> All the puzzles will be like lighter based puzzles, like, oh no, you took a break, but your lighter's not working, so you have to like use stick with flint or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> figure out how to change it out the the only puzzle is use lighter on cigarette and that's like <laughs> throughout the entire game but yeah i i really i really want to lean heavy into the sidekick thing i think that that's a much better idea than <laughs> than the deeper potentially more complex side of the story just uh i would love to see like the agi style menus of like sorry the wind is blowing southeast and you have to like turn your back against the wind to get it to light <laughs> <laughs> You have to make sure, like, uh, to keep moving your character so he can't be, like, found when, he needs, yeah. when he's needed. Yeah, exactly. There could be there could be consequences, like, uh, like a death message would be like, oh, it, you know, you bought unfiltered cigarettes, so when you got <laughs> lightheaded from doing a draw, you got shot out of confusion or some sort of consequence. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I just realized I, I said he, but it'll be he or she because you get to choose your gender at the start. It's, like, almost an RPG, right? You get to, like design your character yeah yeah cool. yeah exactly exactly although i kind of i just want to scrap that whole thing and just just do a keith's quest <laughs> this is my <laughs> final answer <laughs> and it, well it's funny because my my gripe my gripe with blue force was like you don't really know if you're on or off duty and that's the beauty of keith's quest is you don't really know if you're on or off duty because <laughs> nothing you're doing fucking matters <laughs> So maybe part of it is time related. Like if you do a certain thing when you're on duty, you could die or it's like the wrong way or you get a bad ending. But if you do it when you're off duty, it's safe as long as you don't get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Or for extra points, you call into Sonny and have him clock you out while you're actually home all day anyway. <laughs> get extra hours. You've got paid more. You can buy more cigarettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man! All right, cool. is that is that uh, is that finalized now? We, yes. We've just gone into uh, partner quest. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. All right. All right. Well then, let's move on to the next sequel that we're going to screw up in the series. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, back to you. And we are. Oh no, that's that's you can't do Laura Bow again. Sorry. Um, you get. I could to come do... up with another one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You get Carmen San Diego. All right. So uh a second Carmen San Diego game would be where let's see. Basically you choose where in the blank. Mm-hmm. You cannot pick fuck. That does not count. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was totally gonna go there, Paul. I don't know. I gotta rethink my whole so you could do uh, where in Canada is farming San Diego? 
and Farm? you have to, uh, yeah, you make it educational in that you have to learn about farming crops and produce and what you're trying to infiltrate is the bad guys are the bugs and there's like a king bug, <laughs> but they're eating the crops and you have to, you have to travel across Canada and figure out what to do for each different type of infestation. And eventually when, when you get all the infestations, it leads you to like the big king or queen bug in this case. <laughs> 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 and and she's she's the head of the organization. So so you're basically going from place to place buying a can of raid. <laughs> well, depends. I mean, is it is it fungal based? Maybe you have a, a hopping Ooh. gnat or something that curls in underneath the leaves so you can't just spray them and you have to cut away the deadness, but at the same time you learn about gardening, you learn about Canadian mm -hmm. geography, import and export. And, uh, I mean, other than the fact that nobody buys the game, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> is, there, is there a side quest where you go door to door warning people that it's termite season <laughs> and they should buy your six month protection policy? That's an so add on. It was actually the first game ever to have an add on pack. And then you can pick different trivial or serious <laughs> things that can affect different households like bugs. Right, so I, example, I, I, I'm trying to make sense of this all because given the format of Carmen San Diego, you're basically trying to, uh, identify the culprit and get a warrant for their arrest. So I'm going to guess this one, you're trying to figure out which pest is being involved. Like, uh, yes. And how to properly kill them so they won't return <laughs> and, and how to, you know, retrieve the crop back, you know, to where it is. So what's Carmen San Diego doing in all this? She's like gone from, she's the queen bug. <laughs> she's the main one. Like no, no, after no, she infiltrate. is still established, you know, the first game is always, established so we know who carmen san diego is she's just moved from grand larceny to like eco-terrorism now apparently <laughs> well we could all say that all of this is actually happening in tiny scale specifically in her garden so you could like <laughs> she could do some of the research on it and solve stuff so she she could indirectly be involved and and flip it you know because oftentimes they like to make a bad person into a good person i mean look at the carmen san diego tv show we do not speak of that show on this <laughs> show he's a hero <laughs> so this one's like it's kind of like where in this acid trip is carmen san diego <laughs> where, in the ground, of... <laughs> where in the ground is carmen san diego's best or whatever it's like the weird al version of the original game but it, it i'm i'm trying to keep to the point of it being educational but a little bit dangerous you have to look through paperwork and solve problems, but give it a twist. There were several times where I was playing Simant and I was like, why can't this be like Carmen San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like there's some power. So instead of, um, in, instead of requisitioning a warrant, you're going to acquire the proper pesticide to deal with things. And sometimes you have to get a license. <laughs> Maybe the Home Depot's out of stock <laughs> and you have to go to the hydroponics store. You know, there's price comparison. <laughs> I think everybody's going to want this one. So I will release an invasive species that is a natural predator to the gopher. Okay, so you could do that. You could have it so that she's actually not, she's actually bad and it's not just her garden. And she's the one that programs in what happens and you have to try to stop her by figuring out what she's doing to the garden and how. All right, <laughs> and the, the third act is is Carmen going from different courthouses, dodging red tape to get permits to do all this. <laughs> this You're is, trying this is to cut be... down an oak tree. You can't cut down an oak tree. They're protected species, and that's the next <laughs> chapter. This is going to be a very damaging, uh, damaging <laughs> thing to to Canada's uh, tourist division. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, <laughs> they're going to force children to play it in schools. You know, it, it'd be a good thing. They'd be like, please, can like, we just do some algebra? <laughs> it's like a game that neither of you have played. It's like cross-country Canada, but in the garden with uh, a, a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you thought never... this was a good idea at the time, right, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is gold. I think this is solid gold. I've never been so in and out in my life. Like your first few sentences, I was like, I'm out. And then, and then I was like, Ooh, I'm back in and I'm out and I'm in and I'm out. I don't know where I stand on this. 
<laughs> Sounds like a fun night. <laughs> oh man! All right. Okay, I think that's probably it. So, so it's it's garden related. Essentially, the the core learning aspect is learning about growing food and growing plants, keeping them safe from pests, and perhaps if you do it wrong, pests get released and crops get destroyed all over Canada, and they end up in a recession. And all that's right. the bad ending. Carmen uh, San Diego, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right um paul how are you doing on your end i'm great all right because you get maniac mansion which as you all know includes maniac mansion and day of the tentacle all right well let's see we'll start after the first one and i'd really like to focus in on those technical characters right maybe they could even they could have like their own day <laughs> <laughs> They've been uh, waiting no, I, for their day to come for a long time, so that would yes. be fair. So, so this yes. time it's Green Tentacle who grows arms, I guess. <laughs> yes. and, and spoiler, we're skipping right to the end. The answer is Thursday. It was Thursday. <laughs> but for me, it was Tuesday. It's like the 42 of the series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Day of the Tentacle. Let's see. So are, are you overriding Day of the Tentacle or are you sequeling? Like, are you going to turn this into a, bring this around into a trilogy? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go trilogy. Okay. Great. Cause they, 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 they done a great job with the sequel. Um, there's, there's a lot bloody going on in that one. All right. Let me think. It, it all ends where, where they, they conquered the tentacle or did they, right? <laughs> it was his and, day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was some bloody days of the technical. What are we doing here? Um, <laughs> Day two of the tentacle. <laughs> yeah, you can't go back and change the one before it. Now remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Okay. Um, you know this one's this one's just we're just gonna we're just gonna really focus in on uh on bloody weird uh. Weird Ed, and uh, just have a nice, you know, nice quiet day with him and his stamps. Uh, <laughs> really, just we're gonna learn about stamp things. collecting. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with you know, Carmen San Diego, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> so when I played Day of the Tankle, I was like, they bloody, they bloody really skipped over that Weird Ed bit with the stamps. I wanna, I wanna stick with that a little longer. <laughs> so again, this is a screensaver program we're talking about, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Throw in a dash of of the history of the Pony Express, <laughs> and uh, you should God, have, this... uh, actually you should make it a day of the hamster, where like putting Weird Ed's hamster in a microwave actually gives it superpowers. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, my answer is what Rick just said. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the new answer. Yeah, yeah. You, you go in you go in the futuristic microwave that don't explode them. And and you yeah and you just humans like it takes place in parallel to the second half of Day of the Technical, where you you can every now and then you can hear murmurings of the people in the background. Speaking of which, sorry, hold on. Mate. So we've got brunching past. You can you can hear you can hear Bernard and Hoagie and them and Laverne in the background, like you know, mumbling from time to time as as they're continuing the the second the second third act of the game. But you're really the hamster. And I'm boy. I, I just got really serious about this, and then I, I had a self-aware moment of what I'm actually talking about. It, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm trying so hard. Um. <laughs> Does it still reference films? Does it have a little bit of pop culture in it? Is it is it in the same vein? Like, did they change the graphics for this hamster-based game? Oh, uh, it would be kind of cool if it was like first person with like wee little hamster hands in front of the screen. That would be adorable. But I'm, I'm mostly gonna... thinking like. Like a Peter Parker origin story, but with a lot of hamster puns. <laughs> really leaning into them. There's certainly not enough hamster puns in games. I've noticed that. So, you say Spider-Man. So is somebody going to get bit by a radio, a microwaved hamster, and they'll <laughs> gain all the good. powers that Damn, hamsters are known really to have? All the abilities of a hamster are now belong to this guy. <laughs> That's it. The, everyone listening, you could rewind 10 seconds and hear the moment lightning struck in a bottle. That's, that, that's how, this is movie magic. This is how it all happens. 
You know, you, you just you just riff until you find that gold, and we just struck it. That's <laughs> hamster man fights crime. It's like, quick, somebody's robbing the bank. One second, I just gotta jump on this wheel and run. <laughs> and it could have like a sequel with guinea pigs. I I will uh, I will remain unbiased by riff drawing from this conversation. <laughs> we. For those who don't know, Rick is very vehement on the subject of uh, of guinea pigs. What, what do you guys? What do you guys think for for the the out of the three, who would be the most humorous to get bitten by the? the uh, well, not the three out of anybody in the house who would be the most humorous to get bitten by this hamster. For a second, I mm-hmm. thought you meant like between us three, like which of us? Oh yeah, I was wondering too. But I'm gonna go with Laverne. I I would like to see how all of that plays out. I'd like to see um, Hoagie get bit by a radioactive <laughs> hamster and like start turning yeah, into dude. this twitchy rodent-like fat biker guy. Well, it's funny because I, I was going to say Bernard, so we 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 genuinely all all chose somebody different. I, I was thinking the the, the nerd is hero. A hamster. <laughs> 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 Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it didn't affect me at all. <laughs> he does look like he could probably eat corn cob through a fence, sort of guy. <laughs> well, I was thinking like Bernard would play has the angle of like the 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 scrawny nerd, but with superpowers, you know, for for some easy jokes. But I, I kind of like the Laverne thing now. I forgot how cracked out she is. Well, let's just imagine her hair, right? It would all work so well. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> the eyes, oh my god, it'd be perfect. <laughs> he suddenly becomes a cheese addict. <laughs> There was there was a, a, such a, a such a feminine take on the situation. Just just think what we could do with her hair. Like it would be oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh my Imagine god, the shoes. Like, hilarious. But like with with Hoagie, you'd have like the shirt on, and it'd be great. Oh wait, they're not turning into hamsters, are they? They're just bitten, and now they're powered they have, by they're, hamster they have power. Hamster powers, yes. <laughs> Which yes. includes eating carrots quickly and efficiently, and. Scurrying about and running their on front a wheel. teeth should grow a little bit, though. I think yes. that should they yeah. should change. Like there should be minute changes in behavioral mannerisms. Like it's, it's like, not like Spider Man becomes a spider, but he gets those yeah. abilities. It's like Wolverine's claws, but like buck teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can eat those carrots really fast, like you yeah. said. God, that is the short end of the superhero stick, right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, a sketch on in living color or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have the ability to live in a glass cage. Exactly. I, I like we we've taken two beloved classics like Maniac Mansion and Day of the Tentacle and dwindled it down to some some nerdy folk with giant protruding teeth. Um, yeah, exactly. I, that's I, I mean part of this game is knowing when to stop, and I think we've uh, we've achieved something special there. All right, let's go back to Anna. Um, your pick is Ool. Um, lucky for Paul that he did not get this one, because I know that of the two active participants, Anna, you're the only one qualified to sequel this game. You have Karotica. Hmm, nice. Now I'm going to research for a second. I know the ending was kind of neat, and the chick came out and threw up her power, and it didn't go so well for the guy. Yes. It depends. There are two endings you could possibly yeah. achieve. I've this never game. got the good ending. I've never. I don't even think I've. I've watched the good ending. Um, all the way through. See what the the two endings to this game is that you could, uh, um, you could run into her arms and she embraces you and then like you win, or yeah, you can approach her. Yes, <laughs> you can approach her in a fighting stance, and it turns out that the. Uh, I, I don't know if the establisher is a princess, but they you know, the the woman, the damsel in distress, apparently has like the mightiest kick that she has like ultimate range and can kill with one blow. So we wonder why she even got kidnapped in the first place. Yeah, exactly. She's that tough. She shouldn't have even been there. Mm-hmm. So we're going to assume that you and her and that damn bird are all living together in harmony. The bird blew up. Yeah. You punched it to pieces. Yeah, but this is a second game. Oh, you're okay. saying, like, there's no well, place to get another bird like that? Okay. You okay, well, it can't be the like same bird. bird. It can't be the same bird. The, that bird's dead. Like, the, the first game is fixed yes. moment in time. So I they guess could... so I was, like, going to throw away the storyline, and I'm not allowed to do that. Rules, no, right? No, so, yeah. You, you could, no, you could, I'll ad- behave. I'll behave. You could adopt the bird's orphaned child. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's not where I was going to go. But okay, yes, you, but you're adopting the bird's orphan child because then you have some DNA going on. And okay. you have to play, a, you're in a, a bigger, better castle and you have to save your daughter now because you guys are married and you have the bird. But this time the bird is on your side. So there, there's still like, you still have to get into stance. And you mm -hmm. still have to fight one-on-one, -on -one, but you have the ability to also control the bird as a special move. I mean, because oh, okay. you got to think this would be a little bit later. The game would be a little bit more advanced because, I mean, it wasn't, this game was kind of like the very, very first one-on-one -on -one fighting game that I ever played. Mm, it's possible. I, I, I cannot think of earlier. There, there are some games that I think might be a contender, but I don't have the timeline in front of me for when they mm. came out. Yeah, just just in my own life, anyways. Mm -hmm. So th there wasn't a lot else like that. So in the second one, you've got the bird and you've got the controls, and it's kind of it's a timed game. So you have to you know hit the button right before the bird hits the bad guy at the wrong time, otherwise, and you you have to like position your wing stance because games like that are all about proper positioning at proper times. Mm -hmm. And then, otherwise, it's essentially the same game. You're moving through room for room, room gets bigger, and in the end, you get your daughter back and you you, uh, you get rid of the evil emperor that was uh, holding her hostage. I think being the prince, you're going to have the attention of guys like that for the rest of your life. So you're going to be saving your grandkid in the next one. So it's, this is like Astro Chicken, but with the storyline. No. I'm really trying <laughs> to see how no. that works. <laughs> Have you played? Do you have a second to Google the game? <laughs> I, well, I've played it for like 36 seconds. I feel like I got the general idea. You do some kicks. Honestly, you, know, you, you kind of do. You do, yeah. You walk forward and then you get into stance and you do some kicks. Or you can run and go faster. Because if you just walk forward, you end up having to fight more bad guys and you can't get to the next zone quick enough. So... That's kind of how it goes. And now I guess if you have the bird, the other bad guys probably have some other weapon that they can use against you that's new, mm. that's Cats. not the bird. Cats? <laughs> Shit, because you have a bird. Yes. So like, <laughs> I don't know if I could take the game as seriously if there were cats flying through the air. <laughs> oh, that's where the line is. Okay. All right. <laughs> Does that not happen to you? That happens to me all the time. <laughs> like when you're walking? Yeah. And cats like fly through the air. They fly at my face. You. Yes. <laughs> Always. Because they're already in the air, so it's quite logical. Would they be on the ground and maybe they'd pounce? I don't know where they start. I just know where they end. <laughs> <laughs> Scratching you. Or you know what? You end up feeding them some food and they come home with you and in the end of the game when you win you have a cat a bird a child a wife and yourself as well, well as the head way. of you know the bad guy mm. well let me put it this way i am allergic to cats which means that anytime i encounter a cat i become its favorite person <laughs> oh yeah they have a magnet they're like do you hate cats okay we love you are you allergic to us we yeah. will rub ourselves all over your face until you leave yeah. there's something about my face that makes them be like i am going to put all of my fur across that thing <laughs> it just needs to happen i know it does something and cats aren't always able to affect their outside environment so the fact that they can sense that they can affect you is really beautiful <laughs> Bloody egomaniacs. Arrogant. They are. They're assholes. <laughs> so, so the sequel to Karotica is Karotica plus Bird. <laughs> yes, but slightly better <laughs> graphics. Some more colors. Like when I played it, I guess it came out with more than two colors. Like I heard that it came yeah. out with more than two colors. But when I played it, it was amber monochrome. So in the next version, it has like more than two colors. So, so let me, wait, let me just get this straight. It's Karotica 2. Parodica. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I always love it when there's a parrot in a game. Yeah. I, I assume the first one is. I, 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 it's probably more like a falcon, but I just always assumed it was a parrot. Yeah, I, I only just realized too, but... right now as I was getting through that sentence that it was poor, probably more like a falcon. <laughs> I to kinda... this day, until thirty seconds ago. Just assumed it was a parrot. Yeah, I never, I never thought that. Like, there's a parrot in Starship Titanic, and there's definitely a parrot in Quest for Glory 5, but as sure as shit, there isn't any parrot in that game. <laughs>
I, I stand corrected on this. <laughs> and I could be wrong. And then somebody's going to write in. Y'all can write in and be like, that was a parrot. So you can eat your words now. I, I, am, I am pretty sure it is not. I just, I seriously don't know why I ever thought parrot. Um, so if I just hope if anything, this episode inspired somebody to at Jordan Mechner on Twitter, asking him if that was a bloody parrot or falcon. <laughs> that would be great. I want to see if it is actually listed in Wikipedia. It is a hawk. It is yeah. a trained hawk. So hawk. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I think I knew it was a hawk too. So. No, apparently that did not ever occur to me until I was halfway through a sentence. Because hawks are the ones that like are trained to fly at things, and parrots. Sure. Like, as of yet, I've never seen a movie where a parrot does much more than talk, swear, and eat crackers. Yeah, it, it insults your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lose, sucker. <laughs> That's a pretty good parrot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was the Quest for Glory Five parrot. I've always tried to imitate him, yeah. but I can it, never it'll be get voiced. It. He's such an asshole. <laughs> it will be voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, he should yes, be every be. parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the perfect parrot voice. It's so annoying that you just don't want to hear it for any longer than three or four words. But unfortunately, when they're a parrot, you hear it repeatedly. So that's very effective. All right. I think we have wrapped that one up. So um, let us... Let us... Uh, I think this will probably be our last round. So we'll finish off with Paul on. Um, you get to make a new Indiana Jones game. Oh, nice. Can I can I switch it out and make a new uh, Indiana Jones movie? Because I'd like to start no. from after <laughs> Last no. Crusade. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to write Crystal Skull out of the canon here. Work with me. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh, shit. A new Indiana Jones game. All right. This should be easy, but it's uh, not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, buddy. If you need some time, we can take time, and then I can edit out the pause. Okay, so, you didn't hear this, but we are now 30 minutes later. And it's um, <laughs> a Paul long 30 is... minutes. Holy shit, Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul is. I'm not even sure if Paul's alive. He's been very quiet. <laughs> pa Last we heard from Paul, he said that he was going to the store to pick up some cigarettes. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> He's never coming back. He's hanging out with Nelson's dad now. <laughs> he, I, he might have run out the door and just decided not to come back. I don't know why you he, lot are talking through Raiders, but it's very rude. I'm trying to watch this film. He felt he wanted Paul. this to be so authentic. All right. You had 30 minutes. What did you come up with? Uh, not as much as you might think for that amount of time. Um, <laughs> get, get prepared for a very disappointing answer. All right. Welcome back. We are now 45 minutes after the last time. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Getting kind of bored with this now, guys. <laughs> okay, so the enemies in this game are Nazis, right? <laughs> Back where we were 25 minutes ago, Paul. <laughs> we have made some, believe it or not, we have made progress with that statement. <laughs> You know they're they're just they're just the worst them guys and Indy knows it and he's had it up to bloody here with them, so or this one's this one takes place right after World War Two, and there's no more Nazis so Indiana Jones goes through like an existential crisis because he doesn't know what to do with himself anymore, <laughs> and uh, you know he starts hitting the bloody bottle it's a uh, it's a bad scene you know he's. Whew. This is rough. Um, this is real rough. All right, let me think. Of it. What's it? What's it? Can you? Can you? Give me. Give me like an artifact. What's something? Pandora's box. Yes. Ooh, he, he's ooh, Indiana. Nice. Indiana. Indi yeah, Indiana and that girl's box that he's trying to. Ooh, that's not. <laughs> he's that's trying not, not to open at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to end so poorly. Oh no! Either oh, way, no. I guess. Old Henry Jones Jr. Finally, 
<laughs> Finally finds a box he can't talk his way into. This is gonna be <laughs> Oh boy. Um it's 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 we got we gotta have Sean Connery back, you know? It's too late, Sean. I'm back in this movie. And and that's that's why <laughs> that's, that's my good. Sean it's Connery. Movie, it's a video game. That's right, video game. You know, it's 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 gonna be so good they make it into the fourth Indiana Jones film. You um, mean they make it so good that they actually count it as canon? Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna wheel Sean Connery on the set. Is he alive? Probably. Them Scottish <laughs> blokes really. They they Um. All right. So it's Pandora's box, and you know, Nazis find it. He's bloody not gonna have that. Clearly, as we've seen in the past, you know, he does not. He puts up with a lot. Trust me. But that that's ooh, that's ooh, the line. I've, I have an idea. I have an idea. This entire time, you think it's like after World War Two. But then when he finds Pandora's box, he opens it, and that's how the Nazis get started. Ooh. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yes, very nice. Like, mm-hmm. he opens a box, and immediately Hitler jumps out. It's just like, <laughs> World War II, right now. You, you can play fast and loose with history, but, you know, you can't play fast <laughs> and loose with the other parts of the series. So, I mean, some things are cemented in, but other things you can mess around with. I think mm-hmm. that's what you're doing, especially if Hitler's coming out fully formed. I mean, is he a grown-up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And he yeah. goes, he jumps right into World War II. So really, all of that is Indiana Jones's fault. Yeah, yeah. And and from the exposure to, to the opening of the box, Indiana Jones is Shia LaBeouf now, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, he's, or he's eight-year-old Harrison Ford, whichever way you guys want to go with that. Uh, this would be a point in, in my pitch where, had I, if I really knew anything about Pandora's box, I would start using that as lore to fill this this <laughs> void with. Um, but I, I basically just know it's a box that that uh, it's recommended that you don't open. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything so, I know about Pandora's box, I learned on King's Quest Four. So that that's my knowledge level. Yeah, don't open it, or your game will be over, and little colored things will fly out of the box, and it's super scary. Well, I have an idea of Pandora's box, but I just know that as soon as I say it, it's like going to be wrong. So, um, <laughs> but as soon as I look it up, it'll turn out that I was right all along. Well, it's um, probably like a euphemism for a woman in some way. Like I don't, I don't know the historical aspects of Pandora's box, so you know, don't listen to anything I'm saying. But in my head right now, mm-hmm. that's what it would seem like to me. Okay, so Pandora's box is an artifact in Greek mythology connected with the myth of Pandora. Mm-hmm. Is there like a hyperlink to Pandora? Because that doesn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, there is actually is more to the and, sentence. And... I just thought it'd be funny if I ended it there. Um, yeah, I think I need more information about this Pandora's box. I want to know what all she... How did she get her box? Was she born it's with it? It's a box that belonged to Pandora. The end. <laughs> Is it something that was in her family? Um, the container <laughs> mentioned in the original story was actually a large storage jar, but the word was later mistranslated as box. So it's actually mm. Pandora's jar. <laughs> doesn't have the right <laughs> it doesn't have it. the same ring to it, though. But, in, yeah. Indiana Jones is no longer interested in pursuing this. <laughs> is that the only joke we're going to have for this entire segment? <laughs> it's the only joke we need for this segment, mate. <laughs> this is not right. the jar we're looking for. Here, here we go. Here's, here's everything we need to know about the box for the most part, for Look for the purposes of our episode. So, um, when Prometheus stole fire from the heaven, um, hey, that's an artifact we can work with: Indiana Jones and fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, going back to mythology, when Prometheus stole the fire from heaven, Zeus, because it's always Zeus, uh, the king of the gods, took vengeance by presenting Pandora to Prometheus's brother. Epimetheus. Uh, Pandora opened the jar left in her care containing sickness, death, and many other unspecified evils, which were then released into the world. Though she hastened to close the container, only one thing was left behind, usually translated as hope, though it could also have the pessimistic meaning of deceptive expectation. All right. Hmm. All right. So. Interesting. A box full of sick. Yeah, that's that's in that <laughs> sickness, death, and many other unspecified evils were released into the world. Probably Nazis. Um, yeah. Pro- probably um, garden pests. 
<laughs> COVID-19, well you know, that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Has this already so, happened? Somebody must have opened up that damn box. Yeah. <laughs> Indy, Indy finds the, the box in like a Peruvian jungle, probably. And, and it's, he finds it and it's, it's all mossy. Guarded by like, guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. It's in, it's in Papua New Guinea. He finds this mossy old box, and he's like, "Boy, nobody, Jar. no, nobody's touched this box in a long time." Am I right? Jar. <laughs> it's just not as funny when you say nobody's touched this jar in a long time. You're like, "Yeah, it's a dirty old jar." Like, who the hell cares? <laughs> so much less innuendo. It just, it's no fun now. I don't think I want to unlearn that about the jar, so I'm gonna forget it and go back to box. <laughs> and we we kindly ask the listeners to do the same. Um, <laughs> then you can also go back to imagining moss, but it's pubes and, and other uh, other painfully laid out. <laughs> Is it going to be one of those games that actually lays it out painfully for you, or is it going to leave it to innuendo and be a little bit more subtle? Because you'll be talking about a box the whole time, so. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and <laughs> when uh, Indy finds the box and he pulls his whip out and it just kind of slinks to the ground because he's all old now, <laughs> gives a nice, nice cartoony wah 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 kind of noise. Um, that's euphemism for erections <laughs> and then the failure to achieve one. What's this bloody game about? All right. He's, he's, the Nazis get the box and he's like, you, you can't, you, you can't bloody open the box, mate. That's, we have know. a Facebook page and a group, the Classic Gamers Guild. We it's a virgin can follow box. us on Twitter at the CG Guild. We're on Instagram at CG You should have shaved the moss off. You knew I was coming. We, uh, <laughs> You can support us on Patreon. Special thanks to Jay Holmes and Mark Villian for in the extra special thanks tier. You can write to us. This box looks like a cheeseburger on its side. I don't know. <laughs> at mail at classicgamersguild.com. We are done. Thank you very much. See you next week, everybody. We're finished. Good night. Don't do a murder.